This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast is made possible by our generous patrons. So we have a new system in place for those of you that want to maybe give and be included a little bit more intimately in this Behind the Bliss community. If you're listening and that's you, we have three different tiers and levels in which you can be involved in, where you can get early access to episodes, an extra episode each month, memory verse printouts every week, and 10-minute devotionals every week as well. We seriously cannot do this without you all. If you love our show and would want to join our patrons, head over to BehindTheBlissPodcast.com and click Give, or head to Patreon.com slash BehindTheBliss. Welcome to the Behind the Bliss Podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This week is pretty timely. We typically record episodes a few weeks in advance, but this past week I recorded with an incredible woman who has an incredible message that I think we all need to hear in this time of uncertainty with this pandemic of what is COVID-19. I can imagine there's a lot of you stuck at home, really frustrated, maybe even bored and lonely. Maybe you're facing some things in your life that include shame or guilt, And sometimes that can lead to some destructive habits. So this week, Natalie Hickson helps us discouraged people overcome destructive anger and burnout. She helps us find ways to thrive, whether it's in motherhood, which is her specialty, or honestly in every single season or circumstance or relationship we can find ourselves in life, how to process anger in a healthy way. She also helps us identify our triggers and ultimately control our reaction to those triggering situations. So if you are finding yourself in your home, lonely, bored, frustrated, just ready and over it, then I think this episode is for you. Fun fact, this episode was actually recorded specifically for our patrons, so you might hear us refer to our patrons throughout the episode. These are incredible individuals who financially give to Behind the Bliss every single month. Whether it's a contribution of $5, $8, or $15, they get access to exclusive content just for them that the public doesn't even really know about. But we felt like this conversation was so timely to what's going on today in the world that it needed to meet your ears too, regardless if you're a part of our patron team or not. However, we did shorten the episode, so the full episode, which is much longer than today's mini-episode, is uploaded online on patreon.com slash behindthebliss for our patrons. You can join them and get the rest of this content, get the full episode at your fingertips to your earphones by heading over there quickly and joining our patron team. But for today's mini episode, we'll still touch on some subjects that I hope bring you joy and light and freedom in the midst of all of this craziness. So without further ado, here is today's mini episode with Natalie. Hey, Natalie, we are so excited to have you on our patron episode today to talk all the things mama and anger. And to be honest, I feel like even anger if you're not a mama, because that's me too, especially right now. So <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I don't even have the words for how I think timely this message is. Um, (laughs) So if you're listening to this later down the road when we're out of this pandemic of what is COVID-19, then like just pat yourself on the back that you made it through. But if (laughs) if you're listening to this in the middle of this chaos, this is for you. So Natalie, would you just take a second 
to tell us who you are, where you are. Are you in your PJs? Like all the things <laughs> that might make Natalie come to life. Sure. So I am, I'm up in Bozeman, Montana, and it's just starting to be spring here, but we actually got four inches of snow this morning. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I know it's kind of crazy. It'll be gone by tomorrow. It's, it's spring. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am a certified professional life coach and my expertise and where I'm focusing right now is helping moms work through destructive anger and burnout. Hmm. And basically, when you break it all down, we're just working with how to um, understand emotion and how emotions are good, even the negative ones, and just help moms feel at peace with themselves in their motherhood journey. That's good. Um, I live with my high school sweetheart. We got married, um, man, like 19 years ago. Whoop, whoop. That's awesome. Yeah. And... We have a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old, all girls. Wow. Um, yeah. And they homeschool. And interestingly enough, they actually school at my mom's house. She's their teacher. And so I- That is so precious. It's It's been amazing. It's a huge blessing. She absolutely loves it. It keeps her mind young. <laughs> and <laughs> all the math helps. problems. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, it helps me with what I'm doing. And honestly, through this pandemic, really nothing has changed for us. Um, we're, we're still kind of doing our routine, yeah. but my heart goes out to all the mamas and families who are out there who are just trying to understand how to live a new type of life at the moment. Right. Yeah. One of the things you said that I thought was really cool when you're kind of explaining what you do is you're talking through um, like what it what it's like to navigate and process through destructive anger. So this might be a quirky question, but do you mind explaining the difference for me between like destructive anger and like your typical anger? Is it the same or do you see components of it that are different and kind of set it apart? Yeah, absolutely. So destructive anger is the anger that we're using to hurt our relationship with someone else, to try to control a situation. Um, We're not really fully aware of how we're presenting ourselves. And um, we're just kind of going off into a rage, right? And being abusive. Whereas regular anger or the normal anger is you're frustrated, you're upset, you definitely feel angry, and you process through that emotion, but you don't use it in a way that hurts someone else. Or if you do hurt someone else, it's very, um, you catch it very quickly, and you kind of turn around. So um, destructive anger would look like screaming uh, in rage at your children, throwing things, breaking things, um, physically abusing them out of anger, um, belittling them, the silent treatment. There's definitely passive aggressive destructive behavior um, in anger and um, threatening them. That type of behavior is what I consider destructive behavior. Whereas every mom is going to raise her voice at her children. (laughs) Every mom is going to raise her voice in frustration at her children. That is not destructive. It is definitely when you are checking out and you are just full on screaming, raging at your children. Now, again, if we are in a 
point of anger or raising our voice to our kids. And we are constantly doing it over and over and over and over again. And there's no pulling back. That would mm-hmm. be what I would also consider destructive. So hoping that kind of helps clarify a little more about what those two yeah. things look like. Yeah, it totally does. Um, I would want to speak to the hearts of people listening that are kind of starting to tune out, or maybe you tuned out as soon as you heard that Natalie was um, really her message was for moms, because I think that the enemy would love to make us think that destructive anger only belongs in parenting, when in fact, I, I see it in marriages. I've seen it in my own marriage sometimes. Yes. I've seen it in friendships or even siblings or roommates. Like I think that this, the enemy would totally want us to believe that it only belongs within the relationship between parent and child. So please do not tune this out if you are not a mom or a dad yet, um, because this idea of destructive anger is really truly for everybody in any season. Absolutely. My story doesn't start when I had children. It starts when I was a child. So. That's good. Yeah. Would yeah. you mind just sharing about that? I kind of was curious, like, yeah. what's your motherhood story? You know, we're all about sharing what's behind our bliss around here. So I'd love for you to share kind of what it looks like and what the motherhood behind the bliss looks like in Hicks and family. Absolutely. So again, when I was a child, both of my parents had showed destructive behavior. Uh, They were yellers, they were screamers, they slammed doors. Uh, It was definitely how I learned anger was processed. And today they're totally different. They have worked through and learned how to work through their anger in a healthy way. I mean, I send my kids there every day for school. (laughs) So I always like to (laughs) put it out there. My parents are definitely, they've healed and they've worked through this stuff. It's amazing. And I'm very blessed for that. But as I was being raised, that wasn't the story, right? So I learned that in order to process anger, you need to be destructive. And that's how you cope with it. And so later when I got married, I married a non-yeller, someone who, who was raised in a home that was more quiet, subdued. Um, there may have been some passive aggressive behavior, but it was just, it was, it was much more at peace. Right? <laughs> so we get married, we move in together and here I get angry and start screaming at him. And he's just sitting there totally drawing within himself and clamming up and not saying anything. And it would get so frustrating to me. I'm like, why don't you just yell back at me? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And through my experience in that, I realized that how I processed anger was not really probably a good way to process anger, but I didn't know that there was any other way for me. I didn't know that there was a way out and a way to work through it. I thought, well, I'm Scottish, Irish blood. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be strong-willed. I'm going to be this, this flaming person. (laughs) And so although I had an idea that there was an issue going on, I didn't know how to resolve it. Hmm. Fast forward a few years, we had our first child and uh, it started to become more of a challenge as she got older, right? Into those twos where they're starting to like define who they are and like resist you and they know what no means and they use it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> right? And it you would often find me and my two-year-old on the floor throwing to your two-year-old tantrums together. I would be screaming at her. She'd be screaming at me. Um, And then of course I was the bigger person. So I would um, spank her out of anger. I would push her. I would 
squeeze her little arm and she'd have little bruises on her arm. And, and it was those things that was like, I know this isn't right, but I don't know how to stop myself. Yeah, wow. I would shut myself away from her. Um, and it was so scary, right? But I, it's again, like one of those things that in the midst of it's like you're having an out of body experience where your body's reacting, and then in your mind, you're like, Why am I doing this? Why can I yeah. stop? I can't stop. Yeah, I've had the same thing. Yeah. And, and what was interesting is, uh, it continued, right? And I brought her, her sister home when we brought her home. I, I started to kind of like really view her Enya, my oldest, as the problem. Like if she would just listen to me, I wouldn't get so angry all the time. Right. So I started to really put it on her. Like she's got this issue. If she would just stop and she'd listen, then I wouldn't get so angry. There was even a moment, it was kind of one of those defining moments to me where I was nursing her sister and she, the door was closed as in, in the room and, and Enya was in her room and Mike, my husband was trying to put her to bed and she's just throwing this epic tantrum. And I just, I'm sitting there and it's getting more, I'm feeling more angry, more angry, more angry. And all of a sudden I just, I let out this huge, like just Enya shut up and just at the top of my lungs rage and Sky, the baby pops off and she looks at me and she gives me this horrific face and just starts bawling. And I'm, and I'm like, at that moment, like, this has got to end. I can't do this anymore. We've got to figure out how to help Enya, okay? So we took Enya to a therapist, and she observed Enya. She observed us. She talked to us. She had Enya leave the room, and she looks at us, and she's like, Enya's a perfectly normal child for her age and development, and she doesn't need to see me. And I looked at her kind of like, well, yeah, but you're not home with her. That's I mean, You aren't seeing her behavior. Of course, she's good for you right now. And she looks at me and she's like, Natalie, you're the one who needs to be in here. Wow. It was just, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, wait, what? But deep yeah. down inside, I was so thankful that someone was actually reaching their hand out and saying they could help, right? Hmm. But here's the thing. Four years into therapy, I left therapy and I knew so much more about myself and I had gained so much more wisdom and understanding about where I came from and why I did what I did. And I needed to be the adult in the relationship. Right. But I was still screaming at my children. I still had these patterns of destructive behavior and I didn't understand why therapy hadn't fixed that. And I'll tell you the therapy got the ball rolling. And from that point forward, I continued my journey to figure out there's got to be a way to work through this. And it took me through many different ways, um, listening to podcasts, reading books, and then eventually, um, just through my own personal wanting to do something more, I went to life coaching school, and that really taught me even more about mindset and patterns and beliefs and how how we can alter those things and create a better way to get through and work through things. So and I'm just a student of life. So I continue to learn and grow and, and understand even to this day how to alter what we're thinking, um, make those thoughts, the, the negative thoughts, better thoughts, right? And change the patterns of how we react to our children and our husbands and other people and how God is, um, he's designed us in this beautiful way to to work through this. And He's he shows us how to do this in his word everywhere. So um, I eventually worked, got into the life coaching. And then crazy enough, as it sounds, I started coaching for through anger, helping moms with anger 
And what happened to me is it continued to increase my awareness and help my journey even more with my own personal destructive anger. And by helping other people through it, it really held me accountable. I had had this this great experience of also keeping myself accountable. And now to this day, yes, I still get angry. Yes, I still have moments where I'm like, ooh, I need to stop before, you know, hmm. I go into a destructive mode. But that destructive anger of, of the rage and, and the destructive behavior that I talked to you about, that all has, um, has decreased, has ended. Um, Praise God. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It's like you now have identified it. You know, yes. you're able to say like, okay, there I go again. And you can recognize it before it being your like a, a habitual reaction. It just was like your natural inclination. Yeah. Yes. I kind of, yeah, like everything you're saying is just hitting home for me in a lot of different ways. And I'm not even a mom yet. So it's like if I can, if I can hold this to my own life, then I'm sure this is encouraging somebody else. Um, absolutely. You don't have to be a mom to work, to learn how to work through these things. And in fact, if you can work through these things before you become a mom, how much better off will you be when you have your children? Right. Yeah. Anyone right now, let's speak specifically to the pandemic because you can look at the pandemic and take it into other areas of your life and trauma. Okay. Yeah, that's good. People right now don't know because of the uncertainty, they don't know how to, to process through some of this stuff. And people are mm. getting angry um, yeah. and reacting over things they wouldn't typically get angry or react over. Right. Right. And so being able to stop and tune in and, and breathe and question, why do you think, you know, asking questions, if you're with somebody else and they're really upset, ask them questions, even though you're feeling upset too, say, why are you feeling this way? What's going on for you? They may just feel so scared and alone and, and unsure of what's going on that they just need someone to talk to, right? Yeah. And so giving grace and space in that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, let's talk triggers. One of the things that I love that you emphasize the importance of is identifying them. So I want to almost chat through like, how do you identify these triggers? And then just for some inspiration, if we're kind of stuck and we're not quite sure where to start or like what triggers us, do you mind sharing a few of yours? <laughs> I'm like what, let's, yeah, let's just chat triggers. So the basis behind triggers is really creating awareness. So what I have my clients do is I don't care what negative emotion they experience. Anger is the one we start with, right? But, and we're, we're going to use that one for the sake of example right now. But I've actually had clients process through things like miscarriages and um, uh, other heartbreaking things that they've had to work through. But really what I do, and, and I have a PDF that you can download actually have it for your listeners. Um, I'll give yes. you the link in a little bit. I was but, hoping you were going to say something about it. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited it, for this to give the people. Yeah, it's called my trigger tracker. And um, basically what it's doing is after you've experienced a trigger, after you've walked through a moment of destructive anger or anger, I don't care if it's destructive or not, or any negative emotion, You after you've had a little distance from it, Maybe you're feeling okay an hour later, maybe it's a couple days later, but you go and you, you ask yourself different questions to kind of look at that situation from outside of it, a bird's eye view, and see what was going on for me in the moment. 
What, what needs weren't being met? Um, was there anything else going on outside of the situation that caused me to feel like I needed to release this tension in this way? Um, what was going on for the person who is involved? What did I actually do? What actions did I take? And then at the very end, it says, what do I want this to look like uh, next time? So what we're doing is we're, we're looking at, okay, so were there needs we need to take care of? Do we understand that if we don't eat lunch, we're going to be hangry by the afternoon. Yes. Therefore, <laughs> if I'm working, me. yeah, if I'm working with a coworker um, and I'm starting to get really frustrated, there's going to be tension because I didn't take care of my internal needs. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, have I gotten enough sleep? Have I taken care of myself? Taking care of myself is really a big deal because we have to be able to function in order to work through things. Um, so there's there's that, that type of idea. There's, you know, writing out what you did. It hurts to write that out. It's kind of like confessing, kind of like, oh, yeah. did I really do that? Right? Like repentance. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, facing and recognizing and it's it's not about shame it's not about shaming yourself it's about seeing this is how you're handling it right now but again by the end of this this the prompts the journaling prompts you're asked how do you want this to look going forward what what would it look like to handle this in a better way and so what you're doing in that moment is you're you're looking at the situation and going okay this is how I want to. So you kind of visualize how do I want to work through this again? So it's creating awareness. So next time you walk through that trigger, next time something happens that you're feeling the same way or it's the same type of situation, you've created awareness around it and you're starting to hear yourself. You're pulling yourself in. Whereas before you lose it, you just fly off into a rage and you had zero control. Whereas this time, maybe you're walking into it and you still follow through with all the destructive behavior, but yeah. you're listening to it. You're in it. You're in full control. You're just choosing to walk through it and not, I'm not shaming you for that. What I'm excited about is you're listening. You're actually mm-hmm. fully aware. And the more that you're fully aware of the situation, the easier it will be for you to sit, right? To sit with your feelings, to stop, inhale, tune in. Um, so it's it's creating awareness around why am I doing this instead of just on autopilot. Yeah, so good. Oh my gosh, truly. I'm like, Natalie, <laughs> I mean, how cool is it that like the whole Romans 828 has just been like in my heart all of 2020 so far is he's going to do great things with really sad things. Um, he mm. works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So how neat that he took a story like yours that you, um, like just even from a young age, this has kind of been ingrained in like who you are and maybe even your identity and you have recognized it and realized it and gone through this, redemption process to where now you're leading other people into freedom. I think that that itself is just such a testimony for us to hear like throughout this, this whole 40 minutes. It's like, if you hear anything, if you hear one thing, regardless of all the practicals, like please hear this overarching message that he will make a message out of your mess. Like he will totally like reconcile and redeem and be in the midst of it all so that you can bring people out of their corners of destructive anger or even just like darkness and motherhood or 
loneliness and shame. I mean, just what he's doing with your story is incredible. And I just wanted to honor you for that because that's, that's bold to choose to do that and to be obedient. And honestly, just like how transparent you would need to be in order to be obedient is I think what is so bold. So please hear me when I say I just want you to be honored because that's something that takes just a lot of effort and emotional energy. And what he's done with you is just so beautiful. Thank you. And and that's like one of the biggest things that I live by is when I'm walking through a challenge, do I like the challenge? Not always. Yeah. <laughs> Most no. of the time, yeah. no. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time, it's very, very difficult. And it's something I'd never, I'd never ask upon myself. But I have this mindset that, you know what? Whatever I'm going through right now, God's going to use for somebody else um, to help work through. Whenever I, you know, I had an issue with my neighbor this last weekend and it was very challenging for me. And in the middle of it, when I'm talking to my mom and my husband to kind of process and work through it, I look at them and I'm like, you guys, I'm so excited about this because whatever I'm going through right now, I know a client is going to have an issue that this is going to work for. Like I'm going to be able to help them through and every single time, I'm telling you, <laughs> um, yeah, had my client call yesterday and someone had a challenge with someone in their neighborhood. And I'm like, uh-uh. yes, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's when equipping. You, yes. When you look at the circumstances in your life that are not the ones that you want, the challenges, the frustrations, the painful moments, when you can look at that and go, what is God going to use this for? Who is he going to benefit through me walking through this and trusting that he's going to get me through this, it completely changes your perspective on life. And it makes the challenges more like a game. We're like, okay, what's going to happen? How are we going to work through this? What, you know, what, what's going to be on the other side of this? And, and for the sake of, of who I'm talking to right now, bliss, bliss is on the other side of working through that challenge. Absolute pure, unbridled love and bliss and that joy. And when you work through and if, when you accept negative emotions is not a bad thing, but a good thing as things to help you process and become a better, more growth minded person, then you will notice that the moments of joy, the happy moments, the good emotions will only feel that much more better, like more intense, more, more totally. amazing. Because you yeah. have to learn to process all the emotions in order to feel them all, right? And to feel them to their their best, most useful benefit. So it's mm-hmm. really cool. Bliss. <laughs> bliss. Totally cool. And all of this is what's behind it, too. So behind <laughs> bliss. Didn't. Yeah, totally. I love asking this question and ending on this note because... I bet you've got some really cool resources, but what is something that you are loving these days? It could be like a product. It could be something totally unrelated to anger and management, all of that. But if if it is, it could be a shameless plug. Just what's something that you would want the people to know exists that could make their life easier or more fun? Okay. I am reading Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen right now, and it is one of the best um, biblical mindset books that I've read so far. Um, I read a lot. I'm a big mindset nerd. I read all the stuff, even um, woo-woo stuff, because I'm trying to understand the subconscious and the conscious better. Yeah. And, and we're finding through scientific research 
that it's not woo-woo. It's actually, there's basis to it. And God led me to Jenny's book and she does a great job of helping explain how um, that, some of that stuff that works. So it's not so scary um, and and weird, right? That there's yeah. actually biblical foundation and, and God made us in this way. So um, I'm a total mindset nerd. <laughs> and that is my... <laughs> My book, I just sent it to all my clients. I think it's a really great resource uh, for mindset. Amazing. Okay, we've got some great book recommendations in this episode for sure. Mm -hmm. And tons of really great practical next steps for people that might feel stuck or whether that's in shame or destructive anger or in reconciliation. So I am just so grateful for everything that you brought to today's episode. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. One more thing I would want people to know is where can they find you online? So I'm at nataliehickson.com and you can find that trigger tracker at nataliehickson.com slash bliss. And um, I'm also on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most and Facebook and both of them are at nataliehickson. honestly so good I love how she was talking about how it's so easy for us to feel shame when we talk about anger or different destructive behaviors but I think identifying it is the first step to finding freedom and reconciliation inside those relationships that might have been hurt or damaged by our destructive anger if you want the full episode you're wanting more, I promise you there's way more. There's some great acronyms. There's some great practicals and other things that you could pocket for later next time you're experiencing some of this anger over on our Patreon page. Again, at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Behind the Bliss. You'll find there that there's three levels of being a patron. You can pick the one that best suits you, that has the content that you want coming to your inbox every single week and or month. But this episode with Natalie is not the only exclusive content you'll receive. You'll get memory verses. You'll get extra bonus episodes every single month, 10-ish minute devotionals every single week, and the list goes on. You'll get merchandise discounts, discount codes for other small businesses that we love to support, and the list goes on. So don't miss out. Become a patron today to get the rest of this episode. If you know that this would bless somebody that you know, maybe someone that's fighting through destructive anger, maybe someone that's been hurt by destructive anger, or just a mom that you want to meet wherever they are inside their mess during this craziness time of COVID-19, then feel free to share this episode by copying the link and sending it to them. If you love today's episode and are encouraged by this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a quick second and left us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's simple, it's quick and easy, but it really helps us with our impact and our reach on Apple Podcast platform. And then it's also super fun to hear what you're thinking about the episode. So not only can you choose the amount of stars you'd want to give our episode on a scale of one to five stars, you can also leave a quick little fun message for us and we love to read them. And if you want to stay plugged in, find community, and find lots of fun, then don't forget to head over to Instagram and follow us at Behind the Bliss Podcast or search us on Facebook, the Behind the Bliss Podcast, and we will see you over there. Hope that you enjoyed this mini fun episode that popped into you on a Friday, that you guys enjoy your weekend and that you're staying safe and healthy. We'll see you next time.